As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Why, hello, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of, yes, bravo, East Coast Housewives. It is your main bitch, Kim. It is Thursday, February 16th. Oh, by the way, I hope you guys had the happiest, happiest of happiest Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day or Guyentine's Day. Just, you know, I hope you had a good February 14th. You know, all the love in the air and shit, chocolate, blah, 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 blah. Clearly, I didn't really do anything. I have to say, no, uh, my dad bought my mom and I some dinner and that was about as much of the Valentine's Day gift, if you will, that I have received. So there's that. But I hope you guys had an amazing Valentine's Day, February 16th here. And the weather outside in Pittsburgh has been really weird. Yesterday, it was almost 70 degrees, which was very confusing, and I didn't know how to feel about it. I don't hate it, but I also enjoy the beanie season. I'm not necessarily ready for the baseball cap season because I love hats. Like, I'm a hat bitch for sure and a sunglasses bitch. The nice thing about sunglasses, it's all year round. Am I right? Yes. But You can't do the beanie season all year round, even though I'd like to, because it's like a fashion thing for me. (sighs) But anyways, let's talk some Bravo shit. A lot of stuff going on here. Uh, Summer House premiere was on Monday. I don't know. It was okay. I am interested to see where this season is going. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. What's up, babe? I love you, babe. Hey, babe. Carl and Lindsay are already annoying me with the babe talk. Like, shut the fuck up. I don't need to hear you say babe every two seconds. But I do appreciate that they apologized on Watch What Happens Live because they really didn't know how many babes that they were doing within a minute. So progress. I appreciate that. Thank you, Carl and Lindsay. The new guy seems pretty cool. At first, I uh, at first I was like, I don't know if I like the guy, but I totally forget his name. He's kind of like a Jason Cameron to me at this point. Like, I didn't know his name, and then I'll know his name. First of all, Giselle and Jason, I still can't, but there's that in the uh, social media world. Haha. <laughs> then, let's get back to this new dude, who I don't know his name. I wasn't sure about him. But then whenever Carl was talking to him about, yeah, I'm going to go uh, to Barry's boot camp tomorrow. Do you want to come? He was like, no, I don't. 
I don't want to do that. And he's like, well, why not? And he's like, well, I've done, I, I do real boot camp. And he's like, wait, what? Are you in the military? He's like, yeah, dude, I'm in the Marines. And I was like, holy fuck, I love this guy. Like the way that he just said, uh, I do real boot camp was just good as gold. I appreciated that. So yes, I don't remember your name, but I do kind of like you in the show. I'm interested in who you are. The other two new girls, Paige's friend, she seems okay. The whole horoscope or whatever girl, she seems okay. And then the blondie, she seems okay. I don't know. We'll see. But first episode isn't that big of a deal to me. The way that production made it seem as if Maya did have sexual feelings for Carl. And of course, that is not the real truth. The real truth was whenever Lindsay and Maya and Carl were somewhere out in L.A., I would assume, Lindsay claimed that Maya had sexual feelings for Carl. That's what she said. That's not necessarily what Maya said. Production made it seem as if Maya was like head over heels wanting to get on top of Carl. But of course, that was not the uh, the case. So yeah, first episode was all right. Let's see what happens. I am enjoying Vanderpump Rules. Uh, yesterday was pretty good. Lala... <sighs> Look, she's a badass bitch. I do like her. But I also find it crazy that she expects everyone to do whatever she wants and whatever she says whenever she says it. Basically, she looks at, she even is like yelling at Lisa yesterday. She's like, you think of me the way that everyone else thinks of me and being like the whore that's going after the guy with lots of money, blah, 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 blah. Listen, she never said that you're a whore. The only one that said it was Katie and maybe Jax because they played that shit back. But here's the thing. You can't sit here and tell us that you did not think about those things as far as getting into a relationship with a supposedly then married man, even though you say otherwise, right? We'll never know the real truth, right? Because there's two sides of a story and then the truth. So we'll really never know. But you can't sit here and tell us that the money that he was making, the way that his lifestyle was, you didn't hate that. You knew going in there that you were going to get that if the relationship would have butted, which it did. So with her trying to look for the pity from everyone else and she's getting pissed off that, oh my gosh, these people, Sandoval said, oh, well, you should have expected that. Da, 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 da. I'm sorry. I agree with him. You should have known what you were getting into. You were trying to tell yourself otherwise, but I don't really think that you were. I think you just wanted to live that high luxury life, which you did for a while. And, you know, it ended, which I feel like it all, it that kind of shit happens. Look at Erica Jane. Of course, it lasted 20 some years for her, right? So much longer, but still that type of shit, it comes open and then you just got to move on and pick up the pieces, which it seems like she's doing because she told Andy last night she's banging a shit ton of guys. So good for you, boo. Keep doing you. Give them Lala beauty. Isn't that what your thing is? Yas. So let me see. What else? What else? What else? Raquel not knowing what a boundary was. I, how does that happen? How? Production, I would have, you know, you should have kept that part out because people are really going to look at Raquel and be like, honey, do you know how to spell your name? Because... I don't know. It was a cringy. Like, was she joking? Is she trying to pull a Jessica Simpson on us? I hope so. Because look at Jessica Simpson. She's a badass bitch. She's a billionaire, right? She was playing us the whole time. Is Raquel doing that to us? For her sake, I hope so. 
but I don't I don't know. But that was definitely a cringy moment. Cringier to me than the moment with Whitney and her husband doing that crazy sex art thing on camera. That was just gross. Which, by the way, Salt Lake City News, Jennifer Shaw got a shit ton of tattoos of her family on her arms or whatever. I don't know. This is on social media. So she has a shit ton of tattoos. It's like her family members' names. Because, you know, she's going to the clink. She's going to be in the clink for six and a half years. So I don't know what day. She might be in jail right now or going. I I can't really remember. But I know she's got a bunch of tats to set her up for her six and a half year sentence. So, whew. Also in the talks of the social media world, Beverly Hills and Salt Lake are about to be filming, I think, next week. That could also be hearsay. Who knows? But let me see. Let me see what else is coming from the memory noggin. We see that Teresa has finally squashed the beef with Jacqueline. They got together and they were together for like five hours. So they seem pretty good. They're getting some being best friends again, which is great. So... Let's segue now into our Jersey gals. Let's make some mozzarella, okay? Toots, let's make some mutz. I really like the new girl, Danielle. Rachel, eh, I don't know. She's got to, I got to warm up to her more. But that other Jennifer, she's fucking hilarious too. So Danielle and Jennifer, I can fucks with. Rachel, she's got to prove a little bit more to me. But how this starts off, right? It was a to-be-continued episode from last week, which was when Jennifer stormed out of Marge's house because she was saying to Dolores, you don't like me, and you know what? You're not a good person because you don't like me. You're not a good person. Bye, bitch. So she's going to the car. Of course, Bill is following her because he is a good husband. Yes. Which also, by the way, I did see this uh, real quick here. I did see on social media... Because with the earthquake that happened in Turkey and Syria, Jennifer and Bill have done this like huge, huge fundraiser to have proceeds go to the victims, which is amazing, amazing. And they have done really, really well. So if any of you guys want to donate to their cause, definitely go to Jennifer's Instagram and get more of the info about that. I did see a picture of her Bill, Dolores, and her boyfriend, Paul. So it does seem, it does seem that they did mend their little fight that they had in this episode, supposedly. So that's a really nice thing to see. But also, again, go to Jennifer's page to check out more about how you can help with the uh, the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. So back to the episode. So she's in the car with Bill and she's saying, she's an old fucking handbag. And then whenever Bill's trying to talk to her, she's like, don't even look at me. She was so nasty. And, uh, you know, Dolores back at Margaret's house, they're basically talking shit on each other because that's what housewives do. It's great. But what I found crazy is whenever Teresa was like, come on, Dolores, you just have to talk to Jennifer. What the fuck, Teresa? You have no loyalty to anybody. You want everyone to be loyal to you, which is crazy as fuck because I just don't understand you. I don't understand you. Dolores, you've known for 20 plus years and you're trying to be on Jennifer's. Oh, well, you just have to talk to Jennifer. She doesn't have to do shit, bitch. No, I don't think so. That annoyed me to even see that Teresa is literally trying to sway Dolores to do something when in fact, whatever Dolores is saying, Teresa should listen to and be like, oh, shit, I totally agree. I'm so sorry you're feeling that way. Oh, my gosh. How can I make it better? Not saying, oh, you should go. No. No. Focus on your wedding and don't even, oh, so annoying to me. So annoying. 
So now going to her wedding, <laughs> we see her at her house and she's calling her wedding planner, talking about the invitations to be sent out, which we obviously know that got all fucked up because of our girl, Rony girl, Ramona. Oh my God. It's so narcissistic. She had to post that shit on her social media. Do we remember that? So then Teresa had to email everyone the details of the wedding because Ramona basically told the whole world. Way to go, Roro. Mm, mm, mm. I do feel like with what Teresa wants for her wedding, like she's talking about like Cirque de, Cirque de Soleil shit. I can't talk today. She's talking about all that stuff, this grandiose things that are coming to a I feel like she's an early 20-something-year-old girl thinking about a wedding that's going to cost so much fucking money. I'm thinking to myself, girl, aren't you like 50-something and you're talking as if you're 22 getting married? Like, you know, who the fuck am I, right? But I was just like, come on, man. You want to just be a little bit low-key? Like, come Seriously. But, you know, she did her thing. She had like that whole beehive Amy Winehouse look for her wedding with a whole big ass tiara, all that shit. You know, it was great. It was great. Then we go to Joe and Melissa's house and we find out that Melissa is going to L.A. for some sort of event and she has to go with Teresa. But they're kind of talking about the wedding thing and how Melissa still she wasn't asked to be a bridesmaid, but everyone else on Louis's side was and all this shit. So obviously there's the drama with that. And then we get to the newbie Danielle. Yas! Her and her kids go to Jennifer's castle or Bill's castle, whatever, their house. They go to their house. (laughs) And I find it interesting, but not surprising, that Jennifer really wants to talk about everything that she has. I mean, the first thing that she said, I think, to Danielle was like, oh, yeah, we have a movie theater in the house. And like, no one cares, bitch. No one cares. I mean, you care clearly, but like, why do you have to be so upfront about what you have and basically you know let's just recall whenever she wanted to know how much money Jackie had it's weird to me again I think she said it was like a cultural thing maybe I could be wrong on that but I do recall her saying something in previous seasons but like no one wants to talk about that no one cares they'll see how much you have when they go to your house I just find it funny that you always have to constantly talk about it So as Danielle is there at Jennifer's house, both of the women are reflecting, of course, on the terrible fight that Dolores and Jennifer had at Margaret's house for the calendar shoot. And I do appreciate that Danielle just came out and she's like, you know, Jennifer, you have a weird dynamic with all these broads here. Yes, I do like Danielle. I do like her. Not Danielle Stobb. Actually, you know what, though? I kind of did like her for the show because she was so toxic and shit. And she just, oh, my God, the ponytail pull felt around the world. Do you remember that? Oh, oh my God. Teresa Police. I miss that shit. I got to I gotta watch old school Jersey again because it's so good. It's so good. So as they're talking about that, Jennifer calls up Teresa and uh, asks about the meeting that she had with Margaret. Right. Whenever Margaret and Joe went to Louie and Teresa's house. And Teresa's like, yeah, it was really good, you know. She didn't say sorry, but I'm on a on a positive path moving forward, blah, 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 blah. Then Jennifer is bringing up, hey, did you bring up Laura to her, which supposedly is Margaret's ex-best friend? So basically Jennifer's being messy because we learn later on in the episode that Laura, Margaret's ex-best friend, they obviously had a falling out, which is why they're ex-best friends. So I guess because of the fallout, Laura went to Teresa and Jennifer and wanted to 
dish out all the dirt on Margaret that could like fuck up her life, I guess, supposedly. So Teresa and then Jennifer know all of these details about Margaret's life. And Jennifer's sitting there in her confessional saying, you know, if Margaret had this at her disposal to get more things known about us, you know that she would do it. So that's why that's her excuse of saying that's why we can do it, because Margaret would do the same thing. Okay, Jennifer, you do you. Of course, of course. But I guess Laura told them that Margaret tries to do so much digging on all of the girls that she hangs out with. In my mind, I'm like, why? That's a lot of energy. And I thought you had like multiple businesses. You're kind of busy with those. No, that's what I'm thinking. I could be wrong. But then we go to the other new housewife, Rachel. We go to her house. We're learning more about her. She kind of reminds me of Jules, at least like her look reminds me of Jules from Real Housewives of New York. Dean's guys remember that? Yes, yes. And I do have to say the one time when I saw Ebony K. Williams on Watch What Happens Live, she admitted, and I think this is actually a really good idea. She told Andy that he should make a Real Housewives Ultimate Girls trip of just like one season wonder housewives. Obviously, she would be one of them which I would totally want to see that. Jules would be another. And she even suggested Jules because she liked her. So, but yeah, this newbie, Rachel, looks exactly like Jules to me. But again, of course, to Margaret, not of course, but Margaret says, you look like a really sophisticated Tim Burton character. I can't wait for the episode of when she says that because it's so true. Don't you guys think? Oh, So then we're going to go to Margaret's house. She's having some of the gals over. And uh, Dolores is there and Melissa. And Dolores was like, hey, Melissa, how was the trip to Los Angeles? And Melissa was basically like, oh, my God, it was awkward as fuck. Like, I don't understand. But you know what? At the same time, I'm kind of done with it. I'm done with her trying to come at me for X, Y, and Z. Like, I'm good. I'm good off you, basically. She's going to be cordial, do her thing. But like, She's done with the drama, which I would be too, because within that family, there's just too much shit. It's exhausting. And then Margaret says that she found out. She found out that Teresa and Jennifer met up with Laura, her ex-best friend, to dig dirt on herself. So she's like, yeah, I heard from one person from Jennifer's circle told me that these bitches went up to Laura and Laura spilled all the shit on me to them. Damn. That's crazy. Obviously, people in Jennifer's circle don't know how to keep their mouths shut. But you know what? Keep doing it because we want to see it on the show and I need to know what's going on. Oh, my God. It was so good when I was like, oh, yes, give me more. Now we're going to transition. We're going to go to Paul's place. Who is Paul? Paul is Dolores's new beau, new boo, whatever you want to call it. So I know that he's this like big ass entrepreneur for something. I don't know his business, but he's got lots of money. I do know that. So she asks him while they're sitting down at the table eating or whatever. She's like, yeah, so, Paul, do you want to be more social in this group? I mean, you know what you saw the other day? That's pretty intense. I kind of like it just us two. And he's like, yeah, well, I'd like to be a little bit more social. I enjoy the time that we are together alone. But like, yeah, I think I think it would be good that we're a bit more social. Here's what I'm thinking. If you're in a relationship with someone and if you don't want to socialize with their friends, that is a huge red flag to me 
And I don't even know why Dolores would even suggest that. I mean, in my mind, I'm like, is it because of the show? Is it because these bitches are crazy? Probably. But you should want your partner to hang around with your friends and vice versa. I don't know if that's, call me crazy, and I'm single, so maybe I don't fucking know, but that's weird to me to not want to have to, to not want to be social with your significant other's friends. That's fucked up. So then Frank's being brought up, and Paul says to her, you know, I think Frank is more awkward and more uncomfortable with the situation that you and I are together more so than I am. And obviously, we're going to see this play out in the season that Frank eventually says, I feel like I'm losing my family, blah, 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 blah. And then Paul was like, well, you're mine now. So yeah, maybe Frank. it, it seems Frank is uncomfortable more so than Paul. Paul seems like a very controlling, uh, definitely a dominant type of dude. And I don't know... I don't know what Frank is. I feel like Frank is just like so chill and just wants to have a good time. I don't even know like if any of that comes to his mind. But this Paul guy seems like he's very like, oh, I'm big and I'm tough. And, you know, we're going to do what I want to do when I want to do it and all this kind of stuff. I don't know. I could be wrong. But that's the vibe that I'm getting right now. We'll have to see. So now you see that the women are getting the invites for Teresa's wedding They look cute. It's like in a box with flowers and like a thing. I mean, cool. That's nice. Joe and Melissa were at their house and uh, they're talking about the event in L.A. and how Joe was like, this is so terrible when we go to a red carpet event and I can't even get a photo with my sister. My parents are probably looking down saying, what the hell is wrong with you? We're disappointing them, basically is what he says. So he tells Melissa, I feel like Louie has added fuel to the fire. I mean, we already had one bad seed, and now we got another? Do we remember the other bad seed? Joe Judice. Joe Judice. Which, by the way, uh, Gia is going to school for, like, immigration law because she wants to, like, get her dad back in the country. Girl, you go. You are a badass bitch, okay? She wants to be a lawyer. Badass bitchery. Yeah, Gia. I'm excited for you because... I have a feeling you're going to do a kick-ass job because this is so personal for you. And I feel like you're really going to help a lot of people once you get all of this accomplished. So you go, badass bitch. Yes. So after Joe and Melissa are talking their feelings about Teresa and basically how she's shitty. I mean, I'm sorry. She really is. She's shitty. The Real Housewives of New Jersey is the Teresa show. Let's not, you know, bullshit. Let's not go around it. It is. But Teresa's annoying, and I'm sick of it, but, like, we need her for the show. But, girlfriend, look in the mirror. You got to look in the mirror and, like, do some digging, okay? Let Louie help you. He's kind of helping you, maybe, but I feel like that dude's got issues, too. Like, I I can't even handle it. It's exhausting most of the time, but yet I still love it. So, yes, now we're going to go do this interesting thing that I have never heard of before. Yes, I'm part Italian, but... I don't know, maybe do you have to be fully Italian to be like, yes, a mozzarella party or a mozzarella, mozzarella party, okay? Danielle's hosting a mozzarella party. All these bitches are coming over and making mozzarella cheese. What? Is this really a thing? Is it? What if you wanted to do goat cheese? What if you wanted to do blue cheese? Like, I'm not really a huge mozzarella fan, 
So does that mean that I'm less Italian? Because I have no idea. What the fuck, Kim? But it was an interesting concept, but I kind of enjoyed it. Yes. So (laughs) a beautiful quote that Danielle, she's, I feel like she's doing some good quotes so far. First one, who can fight making mozzarella? So true. So true, Danielle. Who can fight making that good old mozzarella cheese? Mm. (laughs) But then she also says, you know, people, you know, Jennifer's house, Jennifer Aiden's house could eat my house for breakfast. So if someone comes in this house and says that my house is cute, we're going to have a problem. And of course, cue Dolores. She's the first one there. And she's the one that says, oh, my God, your house is so cute. And then you have you have you have Danielle in her fucking confessional. She's like, oh, of course, already. So, yes, Danielle, I'm liking this bitch. I do. I like her a lot. She seems fun. So then we meet this other girl. Her name is Jennifer Fessler. Oh, my God. She is another comedic relief to the show. And I am appreciative of her. And I want to see more of her. She is bringing shit to the show. It's making me laugh and it's making me go like, oh my God, this is amazing. Jennifer Fessler. Yes. So when Teresa gets there, she's announcing that she has to do the new invitations because of Ramona's, you know, freaking big ass mouth. But we, we appreciate that. No. But like, are we surprised? Fuck no. It's Ramona. Then cue Jennifer Fessler talking about the fight between Dolores and Jennifer a few nights ago. And she's like, I don't know, but that was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Love that because who doesn't who doesn't love Cocoa Puffs? Am I right? I don't know if I've ever had Cocoa Puffs, but I love chocolate, so I'm sure I'd love it. So yes, the calendar party, it was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And then whenever things were being talked about with Jennifer and Dolores and Melissa and Teresa, Jennifer's there and she's like, this is Jennifer Fessler, by the way. She's like, oh, my God, my thighs are sweating. Can I have a napkin, please? Oh, my God, what a perfect, perfect, perfect timing. Perfect timing for whenever Jennifer is there with Dolores and all of that stuff. I mean, oh, my God, was it good. So when all of this is happening and Jennifer and Dolores are, like, talking and shit or whatever, Teresa's like, you guys should talk it up. no, no. Dolores snips and snaps back at Teresa. And you know what? I love it because this is long overdue for Teresa. People don't do it enough. Margaret does, but not in the way that Dolores does. Like she looks at you. If she wants to fuck you up, I'm pretty sure that she would. That's why I said last week, Dolores would be the scariest housewife for me to mess with because I really feel like she could like fuck you up. Not like some of these other housewives could fuck you up by potentially getting someone else to do the dirty work for them. I really think that Dolores would just be able to do it herself and be like, I'm going to fuck you up. So whenever she snapped back at Teresa, I'm like, yes, you do that. Oh, that made me so happy. And she looked at Teresa and she's like, Teresa, stop defending this. See you next Tuesday. And I'm not talking about James Kennedy. You know what I'm saying, guys? It was so good. And then Danielle, newbie Dan, my phone just fell on the floor. And then newbie Danielle comes up and she's talking about Jackie, our good old Jackie, Golden Schneider. I think that's how I say, did I say her name wrong? Fuck. But she's talking about how she talked to Jackie and she's getting bad vibes from her, which I'm a little surprised by that. She's getting bad vibes from her. And then, of course, Jennifer, she's a snob. She's a snob. This is Jennifer Aiden. She's a snob. Jackie's a snob. And then Rachel and Jennifer start talking. Because if we recall, at the calendar party, 
Jennifer was talking about how Margaret is a hypocrite because she cheated on her husband, blah, 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 blah. And then Rachel was like, why are you saying that whenever your husband cheated on you, et cetera, da, da, da. And then Jennifer's like, you don't even know what you're talking about. So they're addressing that little uh, tiff. And then Margaret comes in and she's like, Jennifer, I thought we were past all of that. Why are we going backward when I want to move forward? Like, was your apology sincere? Because like mine was, but it seems like you're still holding feelings. <sighs> they didn't have Jennifer Aiden on the show. She's like the Candace, okay? But, I mean, Candace is much... Candace got this thing about her that makes it more exciting to watch because the way that she says shit is just like, she is so unbothered, and it's hilarious to me. Jennifer, when she clearly says shit, you can tell that she is super bothered by everything, and she just overreacts. But she looks like an idiot, and that's why we like it, right? Because it's funny. So, after Jennifer's saying all this shit, like... We get good old Danielle to say, all right, toots, let's get some mutts. Then they start making mozzarella cheese. Yummy, yummy, yummy. So after this whole thing is done and they eat some cheese and all stretch it out and all this sexual shit, because apparently making mozzarella is very sexual. Margaret then approaches Jennifer after that. And then she's like, uh, I heard that you met up with Laura. What gives? OK, and then they start fighting about that and all this kind of shit. And then Jennifer starts about... She's basically saying that she's the victim here and especially when it comes to Dolores and that Dolores doesn't care about her. Then Dolores, she's like dipping her feet in Danielle's pool. And then whenever she hears her name, she's like, what the fuck? And then she gets up the way that she looks and stands by Jennifer. I would have thought she would have hit her. I was like, oh, my God, Streets Patterson. Insane. So whenever Dolores is there, they're hashing shit out. And then eventually Jennifer is bringing Teresa in it. And then... Teresa, again, seems to be sticking up for Jennifer rather than Dolores. Uh, loyalty to no one. That's what I'm saying. So then our our beautiful newbie, Jennifer Fessler, she is like the comic relief. She is getting so stressed out. She's looking over at Melissa. She's like, is that your food? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, can I have it? And I was like, yes. Not me, but Melissa was like, yes. So she's eating Melissa's food. She's drinking any other drink that she can find. And she's shoving this big piece of mozzarella down her throat because she's like, oh, my God, I'm so uncomfortable. It was funny. I loved it. Bring more of that. So then eventually Teresa brings up to all the ladies after all this goes down that she doesn't want to have a seating arrangement at her wedding. But then we find out maybe she did in the beginning and then supposedly, I don't know, I could be misunderstanding this. Supposedly, Melissa said, I don't want to be at a table with Teresa. And then Melissa's like, well, of course I, right, of course I said that. And then that whole thing happens and then they start to argue and then it's like, you know, the first couple seasons when we're meeting both of them together, they hate each other and all that. It's exhausting. And then... Teresa was like, well, I didn't want to include you in my wedding party because I still felt like you were you were on Margaret's side with Louie last year and you were always talking about him and damaging our family. And she's like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Margaret, how many times did I tell you to shut the fuck up about it? And then she said so many. But, you know, Teresa, here's my here's my analysis. Teresa doesn't like Melissa. I don't think she ever did. She tolerates her. She does. At this point, Melissa, I don't think she likes Teresa either. I think originally whenever Melissa got married to Joe, I think she really wanted to form a bond with Teresa. I do. But, you know, Teresa's a petty ass bitch. I don't know how to go on about it. But like 
I don't know if she was upset that Joe was getting married and she like was going to lose her best friend. I have no idea. But Teresa is very hard to get along with. I would never be able to get along with her. She is too exhausting for me to even want to be in a room with. So and I think Melissa's just like, whatever, dude, like, fuck off. I'm done with you. So, yeah, that was uh, that was that episode. It was pretty good. Yes. Next week, we see Paul talking to Frank about their little sitchy sitch. So that'll be interesting. We'll see more about Summer House. Eh, I don't know. I'll watch it. Nothing seems super exciting to me thus far. But again, it was only the first episode. Um, Let me see. Below Deck, this past Below Deck was pretty good. You don't sass Sandy, okay? You, you don't say, okay, Sandy, I mean, Captain. I forget her fucking name, but I'm pretty sure she'll probably get fired this upcoming week. But if you guys didn't see that episode, oh, it was so good. Oh, my God. You don't fucks with Sandy the same way you don't fucks with Captain Lee. It was a good episode. And I'm not even up to date with Below Deck right now, but it's pretty easy to kind of get back to where they are. So it was a good episode. <sighs> Vanderpump Rules. I'm excited about the season. Oh, what I did find interesting is that Katie apparently broke off her relationship, friendship with Jax and Brittany. Something happened. I don't even know. I feel like an idiot that I don't know this, but I guess when Stassi got married in Italy, Brittany didn't end up going. Something happened there. And I think that's the last time that she spoke to Brittany and they haven't spoken ever, ever since. And I can't remember when Stassi got married, but I definitely know it's been a minute. So I'm surprised by that. I wonder, I wonder if Jax and Brittany are still in contact with any of them. And I also wonder, is Katie in contact with Kristen? Like, what the fuck is that bitch doing? I don't know. Stassi is very active with her little girl on her Instagram page. So she's definitely loving motherhood, it seems. Her daughter is a spitfire for sure. She is definitely a performer to me. And uh, she's really cute. So, yeah, guys, it was a pretty intense week of Bravo here this week, and um, we'll see what's going on for next week. So until then, follow me on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer, Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R, and follow us at Believe Network and at Believe Lifestyle. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and uh, yeah, tell your friends about the show because we want to get it out there even more so than what it is already. Want to shout out to all you guys that keep coming back to listen, all you newbies that are listening. Thank you. I have a good time. I hope you guys have a good time too. So I appreciate the support though, for real. It does mean a lot. Um, you know, it's a lot of work to have a podcast. I do have to say, I've been doing it, this is my third year now. So it's kind of a, there's a lot of shit into it than people realize. But I do appreciate your support, and uh, Yins guys, have a kick-ass weekend, and I shall catch Yins next week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.